0: Hello and welcome to Fill in the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name is Alejandra Angula Alonso, and on this episode, we'll be talking about the best cocktail bars in Barcelona. And I'm joined by Catalan News journalists Gerard Skyfolk and Kilian Shields. Hello.
1: Hi. How are you? Hey.
2: How's it going?
0: Oh, good. So this week we reach an important milestone, everybody. The 100th episode of Fill in the Sink. Congratulations.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Woo!
0: Yeah, this is a big deal! So we thought, what better way to celebrate than dedicating a full episode to cocktails? We'll go on a journey through the hottest creative cocktail establishments that made it to the world's 50 best bars ranking.
3: Good evening everyone and welcome to the 14th edition of the world's 50 best bars, sponsored by Perrier, taking place live from Barcelona! Ten bars left to announce, at number seven. It's a bar which has improved on its position from last year. And I think this one could well blow the roof off. It's another stellar year for the original five-star dive bar. Please give it up for Two The bar, ranked third, also receives the final special award of the night. It's the Nicker Highest Climber. From right here in Barcelona, number three in the ranking, and the winner of the Nicker Highest Climber Award is... Sips. Okay. So this leaves me in a position with only one bar left to announce. It will be named the number one in the list of the world's 50 best bars 2022, the best bar in Europe and the world's best bar. This is a truly momentous moment, as for the first time the bar goes to outside of New York or London, breaking the deadlock, making history, creating a new legend from right here in Barcelona. The best bar in Europe and the world's best bar, sponsored by Barrier, is Paradiso!
0: Okay, that was Mark Sanson, content director at the world's 50 best bars during the ceremony which usually takes place in London. But this year was here in Barcelona in early October. But first, Gerard, Kilian, have either of you been to any of the bars on the list?
1: Yeah, well, I, I just as a journalist, not as a customer though. As a journalist, but did you get to yeah. taste anything? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's bar. good. Obviously, I cannot go to a bar without tasting that's, drinks. That, the that, things, that's that's the research. Things,
0: yeah, the things that you for research, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll, I have been to I've been to one purely as a journalist uh, Seeps, uh, but I didn't get a taster but I will definitely go back as a customer soon but I have been to Paradiso as a customer before
1: oh, number one in the world number one in the world well, I just had a couple of drinks well at Paradiso as well and then at marks which was the seventh in the best I mean you're doing pretty well there
0: oh lucky you so I just want to talk about the ceremony and the competition how does the voting system
1: Well, it's all based on opinions and experiences of 650 bar industry experts that just go to bars around the globe and they vote uh, seven of these bars. Obviously, they have to vote the bars that they have been to. They cannot vote for the bars that they haven't attended. So that's how they vote. And there are no nominations and bars cannot apply to be on the list. So it's all based on experiences.
0: Okay, I understand better now, Gerard, thank you. So all the three bars in Barcelona did pretty well, right?
2: Oh, they did fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the three of them made it to the top 10. And all three of them improved on the results from last year as well. So, obviously, Paradiso's number one. Uh, but last year, that was third. SEEPs as well, which is now the third best in the world, that jumped 34 places. Uh, it, it finished 37th last year. And it also won a special award for the highest climber in the rankings. And two schmucks also entered the top 10 after finishing 11th last year.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So since you just mentioned Tuchmox, which is located, by the way, in the area of El Raval in the city center of Barcelona, I was just wondering, what's the bar like?
1: Well, it's very small. It feels more like a neighborhood bar rather than a top-notch cocktail bar that you would go and spend some time. It's in Raval's neighborhood and Joaquín Costa Street. And the first year they opened, they were they ranked already 87 on the top five, top 100 best bars in the world. And now they are seventh. So they bec- made a big jump in just
2: four years.
0: Yeah, that's that's incredible. And what about the name?
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's a funny one. It's it's a common it's it's a common word that you'd hear in especially North America. But it originally comes from the Yiddish language, and it means it's it's a word for a person who's thought to be a bit of a fool, so a bit like an idiot or a tonto or something like that. From here, and and the name it's it's very. It's very self-reflective, isn't it? They they really don't take themselves too seriously in, in the bar, too, schmucks. Um, like even outside the place, for example, you can really see the atmosphere that they're trying to create. They've got signs that say, um, that have, has a lot of profanity, in fact. It says, come in, we are, uh, and then the C-word, they call themselves. The C-word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all part of their aesthetic. I mean, the, the, it's sort of known as the five-star dive bar. So it's a little bit gritty, it's a little bit dirty, but... The quality is second to none.
0: Yeah, it sounds very cool. To know more about what makes this place so popular, we spoke with manager Pom bon Modest.
4: The idea behind Touchmax is to be really like a neighborhood cocktail bar. When you get into the bar, you could be anywhere. It's not really like Barcelona bar, but it's not Paris, it's not London, it's not New York, it's somewhere else. It kind of looks like something you've, you've visited before, so you feel just comfortable. So of course we all come with a mix of the way we were raised, the environment we were raised and let's say the open-mindedness of the general environment plus travels and everything. The creativity comes from a part of like really like personal experiences, and then like okay, how we can push this stuff into like making it more um, more modern, more fun, <laughs> a little bit more techniques as well. The last menu, the culinary menu, that was a little bit more of a concept menu, so we really worked on it and the next one will be indeed Christmas, and then will be seasonal menus. But it's more because it fits more to our personality at the moment. We've all, I mean, we change through the years, right? No one wants to be second. <laughs> this is just what I'm gonna tell you. Uh, I mean, honestly, we reached seven. We never thought we would go this high ever. Uh, we're super happy. We're not doing it for. We're not opening every day for the awards. We're opening every day because this is something we believe in. It's obviously like this kind of job that has to be a passion. That has to be like a passion. It has to come from the heart.
0: Cheers to Bob for speaking to us. The team climbed 80 spot in four years. That really shows they have been constantly progressing and improving. And there is a lot of dedication and have worked there.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can see like they are working all the time. Like, in fact, they have even people like working during the whole day before they open, just preparing some drinks. And it's a very international team. You have Greeks, Irish, obviously, as yeah. everyone.
0: That's very reflective of Barcelona, kind of like a melting pot.
1: And customers are a variety between neighbors, experts living here in Barcelona. And obviously, they just like created that bar and that atmosphere thanks to all their experiences and their past. And one thing that she mentioned that Palm told me after like while we were chatting and drinking a cocktail was that here, they think um, because of the good weather, the never, um, that Barcelona never sleeps. High balls drinks, like those ones that mix alcohol and non alcoholic beverages, are like their trend here and they drink to go here in Barcelona. That's what she told me as well.
0: And s- speaking about the drinks, uh, did you get to taste any of their yeah, signature cocktails? Two, in fact. Cocktails? Amazing,
1: amazing drinks. They even offered me a third one, but. I am fortunate to you, Killian. I had, I, I didn't, like, I couldn't keep drinking, I wow. had enough. Um, but the best one I tasted was, yeah, I know. But the best one I tasted was the melon cheese pepper, which is a kind of gin, vermouth, uh, rock melon, and they even finish it with a uh, mozzarella foam and black pepper on it. So it's really weird and like, but it was, it tasted very, very good. I was like surprised. These very This experimental- sounds like an
0: appetizer. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, it does. These, these really experimental flavors, like it's something you see more and more these days. It's interesting.
0: All right, so moving on, up in the list, in the third place, we have Sips a cocktail bar from the Champla district. William, I'm curious to hear your thought about this place too.
2: Yeah, it's a lovely place, I have to say. I was really struck by the design of the place. That's one of the first things that you notice, definitely. Very sleek, very sophisticated design. All of the tables, the chairs, the decor, the colour scheme, everything. uh, It's very, very, very nice, I have to say. And even the glasses that you're served the drinks in. This is also another trend that we're kind of seeing at the moment in cocktail bars coming up around the world. They're, They're very unique vessels to be served a drink in. They're not your regular glass. Um, in fact, Seeps works with an artisan glass blower, oh, Ferran wow. Collado. He makes very unique pieces that, that the drinks are served in.
0: So, Killian, you spoke with Mark Alvarez, uh, the co-owner of Seeps, about the little things that make this place straight. Let's have a listen. We'll be back after this.
5: So, so very happy and also very proud for us and for the team, of course, that um, is always working very hard and uh, was here since the beginning, pushing, pushing, pushing. And it's like a little present for them also. Our philosophy was to have our own idea about the liquid, uh, about the liquid wall, make it on the on the cocktail, but also surrounded by a very special place and a very special glassware. All the design is related with our philosophy and our philosophy is related with the design so it's a 360 concept. Of course the glassware needs to be nice shiny and and of course a little bit has this kind of marketing point to try to upsell a little bit your drinks but at the same time we have a functionality here inside because what we have is the liquid in the base so the liquid comes here but here we have like three holes to add a a few herbs so when we drink At the same time, we always smell unless you have a flu. So the idea is that your nose is giving information about aromas at the same time that your tongue is also giving aromas to your brain. So you have a double stimulation, you have a double connection. We don't have like one bestseller. So we have like a few because um, our our menu is divided in two big blocks. The block of the signature drinks of the house and the block of the classic with a little twist. It depends on which is your palate. A little more sour, a little more fresh, a little bit more strong, a little more intense. We can just find um, something for you that fits uh, completely in your palate. So there's not only one thing that is just pa, 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 pa. We have a few. So that's we are very proud because uh, it means that we have uh, the creativity enough to have like um, three or four, or five, ten uh, big stars, uh, rock stars in, in our menu. No? We, we, we love design, architecture, so, so in fact it's like an ambience no? that puts all this together. The experience in the bar industry, um, our kind of uh, affair with the, with the creativity and also uh, of course the design That uh, it's very connected with Barcelona in fact. No? Yeah, for, for me Barcelona is, is a, like a hub of uh, design and architecture and, and it's very related with our background also.
0: Okay, thanks very much to Mark and Kilian. Seeps are also working on something new already. What's in store for them?
2: Yeah, so soon they're going to be opening a new space down at the very back of Seeps. At the moment, it's going to have a new name. It's called Essentia. Mm. and Mark told me that it's going to be way more experimental in terms of both the drinks that they offer and also even the design as well so it's really something to to walk into when i was there this place was basically a construction site it was still being worked on but they did have one thing in place which looked very 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 promising to me this sort of light installation hanging from the ceiling Uh, of, like, dozens of, like, very long, thin pieces of glass that I had to ask the guys in there, what are they? And they explained, that's going to be the lights. So I saw that, and, like, it looks like really a whole immersive experience that you go into, and you get just the very essence of the cocktails that they'll be working on in there.
0: Oh, wow, sounds incredible. And do you know when it will be finished?
2: Very soon, actually. They said to me, hopefully by the end of this month, or if not, by November. So very, very soon, indeed.
0: Amazing. So I would like to talk now about the number one, the best part in the world. I'll be honest, I haven't been to any of these places. One time, my friends and I decided that we wanted to check out Paradiso. We queue in line for about 20 minutes and then gave up, call it a day. So help me understand, what makes Paradiso so great to the point that got the title of the best bar in the world.
1: I'm speechless, to be fair, like there are so many things. Obviously, I'm not surprised you queued for 20 minutes. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I arrived at 4 p.m. for the interview. The bar opens at five. There were people already queuing one hour before the bar opened, so yeah you gave up really
2: fast unfortunately yeah yeah. Yeah, but when i was there you could just tell it's it's a an amazing combination of comfort like every chair that they have is is it there's no bad chair in the the house um but also the surprise factor You, you one you're drinking delicious drinks very unique drinks as well the concepts behind them you can tell there's a lot of thought put into it a lot of care as well and, and just the surprise factor, like I said, so the, the presentation, it's really out of this world. Mm-hmm. As well, not just the presentation of the drinks, but the, the presentation the of the, the, the place, place itself. Place. Exactly. Yeah, it's,
1: you, it's a kind of clandestine bar that you need to, like, go through a
2: pastrami bar. So you even... Yeah, yeah, say, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm. You'd walk past it and you'd say, what's with this gigantic queue outside this deli? It looks like yeah. it's just selling cold meats. But <laughs> no, behind a special fridge door, yeah. there's a the whole world to be discovered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In
1: fact, the, um, one of the things they told me is that obviously because they open at 5 p.m. until like 2 a.m. in the morning, depending on the day. They serve seven hundred drinks now each day. So obviously there's a huge to discover yeah. down the down the deli.
2: That's it, absolutely. Yeah. It's fascinating to me as well, this idea of this clandestine bar hidden behind a and a shop front per se. It's it's becoming a little bit more yeah. more popular now yeah, at the fact, moment. In fact here in Barcelona, Paradiso is opening what they call their Big Brother Bar. I think it's a larger space yeah, as well. Um, it will be it's called Monk. Mm-hmm. And it's hidden inside a, a, supermarket. a, a, small, a small supermarket. Yeah, yeah, one of these corner oh, shops. Wow. Alimentación Monk. And uh, where is it? <laughs> it's in the Bourne district as well. So it's not too far from Paradiso.
0: Oh, wow. Interesting.
2: As well as that, there's another one I know in the city. Um, I think it's near Universitas, but it's called Bobby's Free. And what? you walk past it on the street and what you look into is it's a barbershop. There's, you know, guys with like trimmed, beautiful beards uh, taking care of people. In, in, a, in a barber chair, but there's a secret door behind all of this that you enter. And it's, it's another very fancy cocktail bar behind it. Yeah,
0: I think that people just like the surprise factor, you know, that they feel that they are about to enter a different world, a clandestine world.
2: It really adds to the whole experience for sure. Yeah.
0: So let's take a pause now. Let's hear how you got on in Paradiso. We'll be back in a minute.
1: Hi, cocktail lovers could end up waiting up to three hours to get into Paradiso after it was crowned the best bar in the world. They don't take reservations, so to get in, you'll have to get here early and queue. (laughs) Gianluca Basso, the preparations and purchasing manager, welcomed me at the Pastrami Deli, which hides the world's best bar, which we have to enter through a fridge door rather than a normal one. My name is
6: Gianluca Basso, came from Italy,
1: and I'm
6: 27 this year.
1: Inside you first find a large room with a 7 meter long bar counter to the right and several tables at the end of the room. Paradiso is inspired by the cut and modernism architectural style. Some may even compare it to the interior of a whale. Paradiso can fit up to 70 people, but right now it is silent. There are no customers yet. There's still an hour to go before opening, but the team is getting ready.
6: Working each day There's 15 people more or less from the guys that works every morning at the lab The guys that work every morning to prepare the bar and obviously around 10-13 That works during the shift of the night between the floor the bar and the pastrami bar we are 40 people now with the stuff complete.
1: One thing that strikes you the most when you enter is this long bar with dozens of bottles all well placed in a sort of a cloud-shaped shelf. Two bartenders mix drinks in front of an audience of customers who want the face-to-face demonstration. A great bar,
6: some cocktails, so the experiences explain everything that we do. Also the people are entertained also with the presentation of the cocktail itself. And it's funny also for us to work with people. So it's also thanks to the guests that we are in this position.
1: Betavar cannot become the best one in the world without offering very unique drinks.
6: We use the simple technique, the classic ones that everyone use uh, to create or um, to mix a cocktail. But one of the goals of Paradiso is also uh, be creative, be innovative, so um, develop or invent some particular technique that no one did before. At least
1: we tried. The team has recently launched its new theme menu called Evolution of Humankind, which pays homage to humanity's greatest developments and feats. We got inspiration from
6: all the inventions, all the moments that changed our lives in terms of everything, like the life, for example, the wheel, uh, or the agriculture that changed our way
1: to leave. Preparing a menu is no easy task and requires a lot of work well in advance.
6: We need one year to work about the new menu. So if we start on December, more or less, we came out on October, as we did this year. So thinking about the topics, thinking about the proper idea about this cocktail, and later to create the glass to perfection.
1: Presentation is another key aspect for the best bars in the world. The drinks in paradise are served in very special glasses, such as the one remembering the industrial revolution a toy train people can drink out of, or the first steps taken by men on the moon. In this case, people will drink a red-colored liquid from a white inverted cone on top of what resembles Apollo 11 Lunar Module Eagle.
0: Thank you, Gianluca Basso, and to you, Gerard, for bringing us that report.
1: It was a pleasure. No <laughs> worries. Yeah. I don't have to be. <laughs> anytime, <thankful>. anytime.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know that you enjoyed the experience. Yeah, so I guess Barcelona has become kind of like this exciting cocktail town at the same level as New York, London, and Singapore, and we are thrilled about it. So, time now for our catalan phrase. What is it this week?
1: Well, obviously, because we are talking about the best of the best, flor y nata.
0: Flour and cream, but yeah. kind of like, it means creme de la creme, no? Exactly. Yeah, exactly, that's what it oh, means. I, yeah, this is, I think this is the first one that I get right.
1: It was an easy one.
0: Also, also, before we leave, I just want to share some very exciting news with you all. Lorcan Doherty, Feeling the Sync presenter, and now First Time dad, will be hosting the show from next week. Lorcan, welcome back!
2: Thanks very much, Alejandra. Thanks for holding the fort t- for me and uh, My
0: looking, pleasure. For-
2: looking forward to getting back. Uh, I don't know when I'll get the time to be visiting any
6: of those amazing cocktail bars, which sounds incredible. But uh, yeah, as you said, first
2: time dad, but more time at home these days. I don't think any of the cocktail bars have any creches. No. You know, but but nope. that might be a new business opportunity. Baby changing facilities is very important now everywhere I go. Yeah. I don't know if cocktail bars would, would you real, really. Now you're
1: realising about the baby changing yeah, facilities. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I thought I'd come back as well because it's the 100th episode and, you know, couldn't miss this. It's and, very special uh, occasion. I, I can't believe we've done 100. And uh, yeah, so almost two years going. And, Halloween, uh, indeed. Halloween yeah. was when we start Castagnada, excuse Castagnada, me. Exactly. Uh, back in episode one. And uh, yeah, uh, here's to the next 100. Here we go, yeah.
0: Yeah, to the next 100. So I'm living grateful for this time we spent together and exciting about discovering more about Catalonia. Do please subscribe to fill in the Sink wherever you get your podcast, if you haven't already. That's all from me, Alejandra Angula Alonso. Goodbye and gracias.